Tennessee minus one at Miami. Total is 45. This is one of the ones that when I saw the stats inside a page, I knew you were going to have some thoughts on. We're pretty big on Miami on this one. It's probably one of the bigger plays I've seen the model produce on US sports. We have Miami winning 57% or so of the simulation. Miami, money line for me. And the Dolphins have a 10-point lead. Tampa Bay at New Orleans, minus 9.5. Totals 49.5. I, I think Tampa Bay are slightly too big at the money line prices that are out there at the moment. Touchdown, Chris Godwin! Another one where I'd probably have a small speculative play on Tampa Bay as a big odds. Hanging some onion, Daryl. This model's Larry. It's good. Buffalo at Baltimore. Total is 40.5. Baltimore are minus 7. Think we might have our first annual lock of the week. He threw five interceptions in the first half. Uh, Nathan Peterman against uh, the Chargers last season. For all those playing at home, it is a lock of the week. Baltimore minus seven. Buck Allen, touchdown. Another touchdown. And the lead continues to build for the Baltimore Ravens. Always fade out in a montage. If you fade out, it seems like more time has passed in a Welcome to week two of the 2018 season of the Punt Return podcast. I am Josh Wine. I'm joined by my co-hosts, Josh Woot. Josh Woot. Uh, do we have like a ka-ching? We should. Drop? We should do that. We'll, we'll, we'll make one for next week. If or even is. just like paper that's just like... Big golden pony boy. I don't know. Maybe something <laughs> like as that. as gold as we have. Yeah. Uh, and our other co-host uh, from Stats Insider... Dr. Data or Mr. Data. Or, or 3D. 3D. <laughs> whatever, whatever you want to call him. Daryl yep. Woodford, how are you, mate? I'm good, yeah. It was a really good week one. Outstanding week one, if you heard at the top of the show, a little montage there of last week's show. Uh, just results are plenty. Our lock of the week, first lock of the week, outstanding result. Um, it was over before it really began, really. Just just scraped by by 30-odd points. <laughs> by, yeah, by about 40, yeah. <laughs> Covered by about 37 points, which was outstanding. Um, and then Daryl, uh, I said that the model laid some onion, and boy, did did it pay off. Miami and Tampa Bay, especially Tampa Bay, um, big money line wins, and it was nearly a trifecta with Chicago, but they uh, they blew it. But still, that plus 7.5 uh, for Chicago, if you were on that. Was as, was a win as well, but uh, Tampa Bay money line week one just a dream for you. Yeah, some really good results. Uh, the line we were six six and one on lines. Um, the only loss coming on that Tuesday game, and yeah, as you say, the Bears should have been a money line win. Although I mean, I guess if Rogers played the first full first half, we might not have been in the position we were in. So probably hard to go <laughs> to complain too much about that one. But yeah, six and one on lines can't complain about that for week one. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then across the board, uh, Josh. Jets plus six and a half. They were just outright winners. Mm-hmm. Um, I also uh, predicted the, oh, not predicted, but uh, tipped up the total in that game late. If you saw the expert previews on Stats Insider, I really liked the over 44 and a half, and the Jets did it on their own. I was half a point off getting a perfect week one. The Houston minus plus six and a half. Yep. Bloody hell. Yeah, it was uh, as outstanding. Atlanta were the only one that kind of let me down, but the under still went well in that game. I ended up taking uh, Washington as well when they 
um, that was Pickham for a long, long time. And then when they started uh, two and a half point underdogs, I listened to you, Josh, because you've been high in Washington for the last few weeks. And that paid dividends as well. But the Rams minus four was a win under 49 and a half. Josh, you said in the Rams and Raiders game um, and the Jacksonville money line as well um, were all great results if you listen to week one. So it's as good as it could have gone for week one. So uh, we need to look ahead. All downhill. Yeah. All downhill for yeah, me. We should, yeah. we should really quit the show while we're ahead um, and just uh, call it a day. We had a good run. <laughs> <laughs> but before Thanks. before we move to week two, Daryl, um, if people are just tuning in based off hearing the great results from week one, um, Stats Insider, please tell the listeners about Stats Insider and, and the subscription packages and, and how it all works. Yeah, so Stats Insiders are kind of sports betting, sports fan website. Um, obviously, we've run Fantasy Insider for a couple of years now. Um, it's all kind of based on our machine learning models. So there's 100, 200 variables per sport that kind of get input into those. Um, and obviously we do the match predictions as well as um, lines, totals, and everything else that's on there. Subscription-wise, so we have a couple of um, two or three, normally three games per week. Um, there's also NOL and AFL for the Australian audience on there, and we'll have NBA and we've got college football on there as well. Um, beyond those kind of three games, we have two subscription tiers. So we've got the premium tier, which is kind of 10 bucks or so a week, um, which will get you game day access to the full suite of our predictions. Then we also have our super premium package, which gets you in early, essentially. So you can we publish the NFL games, or at least those that were available on Tuesday this week. So you had a chance to get the early value before the Lions moved against us, really. Yeah, definitely. And um, just to let all the audience know, the lines and things that we use on the show are of Wednesday afternoon Australian time here. So um, obviously they are subject subject to change. So if you want to... Um, you know, take the bets early and get on them early in the week. It, it may help you, but it also may hinder you as, um, you know, more news and injuries c- come to hand. It's, that's why it's called gambling, I guess. Um, <laughs> so let's start week two, and we'll start with the Thursday night football game, the first uh, Thursday night football game of the year uh, where teams are coming off a short week. Baltimore at Cincy. Um, it's kind of a weird game. Cincinnati open favorite, but now it's swing the other way, but it's essentially a pick game at this point. Um, dollar ninety each, but uh, depending where you look, you can get Baltimore plus one at some places or minus one some places, and the total is forty four. Daryl, what's your thoughts on this game and and from a stats insider model perspective? Um, so in what sort of sets of trend for this week? Um, we don't have much. Um, our model outputs twenty two twenty two is the average score. So pick them forty four points and no bet. <laughs> yeah, I, looking this week, I, I think overall I found it was a lot harder to pick some lines this yeah. week as opposed to last week. So yeah, I think from our kind of pre-off-air ruminations, we may have some fun finding a lock of the week this week. But yeah, I think a lot more um, in line with what we're expecting. Yeah, it's it's uh it's also a bit difficult to like how much do we read into some of these victories against what teams do they win and just you know yeah yeah it's not as easy. I I like Baltimore. Um, same. Yeah, and so do you, I. Um, they looked good last week. I know it was against arguably the worst team we've seen in two decades, <laughs> but it. Uh, I think they'll carry this on. Since he usually have Baltimore's number in Cincinnati, yeah, but I don't, Ravens look good. Ravens look solid all round, and Joe Flacco, I think that competition helped him a little bit. He didn't, you know, look amazing, amazing, no. but he looks solid, Joe Flacco. He looked 25% better, which is... <laughs> 
you know, what you want from them when they were a game short so or making the playoffs. So he's at least 26%. Good. Yeah, exactly. But, like, they were a game off making the playoffs last year with him playing disastrous, disastrously bad. They added weapons for him. He found all three of those new weapons for touchdowns in this game. Um, and you're right. They have, haven't had a great success rate in Cincy. Baltimore are 4-9 and nine against the spread in their last 13 games on the road against Cincinnati. Um, and they've won, and since he won seven of the past nine games, including that game that knocked the Ravens out of the playoffs last season. But this fixture last season, the Ravens destroyed Cincinnati twenty to nil, and then last season they only averaged nineteen and a half points per game in their road games on defense. So I do think Baltimore defense is really good. Since he were fortunate enough to escape with a victory here against the Colts, they kind of lucked their way into that with a with a fumble. They were outgained. Um, and they shown that they could be exposed a little bit. So I think the Ravens are a much more complete team this season. I'll I'll take the Ravens. Um, I got on them at plus one, but I'll still happily take them at minus one. But I'd rather at this point just take the money line um, rather than try try and go the minus one. But yeah, I I think plus one. This game could start minus three. I think probably. Yeah. All right, moving on to the next game: Indianapolis at Washington. Uh, Washington, uh, depending where you look. Uh, five and a half or six and a half point favorites. The totals at forty-five and a half. Um, I don't really have any thoughts on this game. It's hard to to read into this one. Uh, what's your thoughts, Daryl? Um, so yeah, as so you say, it's opened minus five. It's gone out to minus six. Um, I'd be interested in a small play on India at the money line. Ooh. Um, I'd also be interested in a watching brief and seeing if that gets to a plus seven. Um, I'd have a reasonable bet on India plus seven, but yeah. Indie money line, I think, is a small play. I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> Nothing from me. Yeah, I'm not touching it. I think tomorrow's DFS pod, I have some thoughts on a couple of matchups there. Um, but yeah, the plus seven would be interesting if it does get that way. Um, maybe the Colts plus seven could be an option. The total seems about right as well. So we'll move on to Carolina at Atlanta. Atlanta are minus five, minus six, sorry. Minus five and a half, minus six now. It's moved since I did this yesterday. But total is... Uh, 44 and a half. Both these teams today, it's been announced that they've got some injuries. Um, so Atlanta have lost Keanu Neal for the season and Deion Jones has put on IR, but they expect him back in about eight weeks. Carolina will be without Greg Olsen and right tackle Daryl Williams. Uh, based off those situations, I'm going to step away from this game and avoid um, both. Atlanta were underwhelming, but on the road against the defending Super Bowl champions, so it's hard to read too much into that game, Josh. Yeah, um, I feel very similar. I don't know how Atlanta is going to... If This is kind of Atlanta's poised for a bounce back, and I could see them winning by 25. Yep. And then at the same time, you know, they have lost key players. I think they might struggle. And same with Carolina. I don't know how Carolina, how much you can take away against playing Dallas. It's just a difficult team to take anything away from. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I'm just, I'm off. Yeah, and if Atlanta do lose this, I think they've won nine out of their last ten home openers. So, uh, if they do lose this game, we'll be having conversations. What's what's wrong with Atlanta? Mm-hmm. Uh, what does the model think, uh, Daryl? Um, nothing really worth betting. Um, we have a couple of like very small edges towards Carolina and under, but I think they're both kind of within the realms of the biggest you'd be paying. So, nothing to bet. Yeah, it keeps trending. I, I really thought it would stay around that five mark, but now it's at minus six. If it does get to around a touchdown, I think Carolina could be a look, but I just don't think it has yeah. enough juice to get there potentially off the back of the uh, Olsen and, and Daryl Williams news. Uh, moving on, uh, the Los Angeles <laughs> Chargers, they're <laughs> minus seven and a half 
favourites against Buffalo in Buffalo. So, you know, Buffalo are a little bit little bit different at home, but the total here is 43. We still haven't got news on whether uh, Nathan Peterman will start. Surely you cannot go Peterman again, but you also... I don't know if you want to throw Josh Allen in straight away under the bus against this uh, Chargers pass rush. So I'm (laughs) tempted to wait on this uh, scenario, but if if Josh Allen does be named starter, this could dip under a touchdown, and I'd I'd happily take um, the Chargers minus 6.5, but at the moment... I'm not sure what to do with this game. <laughs> I yeah, if Allen starts, I'm not touching it because I just don't know what he's capable of, and it's in Buffalo, like you said. Um, but if Peterman starts, I'm all over it. Yep. If uh, and I think that would that would go higher. I think it would go eight and a half, nine. That's what we're looking at. If Peterman's name starter, I think Chargers have a real shot at like replicating what um, Buffalo yeah. did. He, he, uh, he, Ravens did. Yeah, he averaged 1.3 yards per attempt. That's nearly impossible to do as an NFL quarterback in today's game. Yeah, Did you, Aguilar had you know at least 15 times more. Than yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, what What are your thoughts, Daryl? Again, not much. Um, we had a very small bit on Buffalo. I think when we first put projections out, that's kind of gone now on the model. The so. models onions but, are intense. <laughs> They're if, huge. If, if the if the model hits on Buffalo as seven point dogs against the Chargers after getting Tampa Bay as on the money 10, line, 10, get out. Yeah, I, I am just going to bow down and there'll just, be a party. We're not on, worthy. There'll be a party on Daryl's yacht. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. All right, I'm moving away from it. So we'll yeah. see how that one goes closer to game time. I think, but yeah, it'll be interesting one. Yeah. Teams are final. <laughs> definitely. Uh, Minnesota at Green Bay here. Um, we're still waiting on some confirmation about. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, I can't believe I just forgot his name there briefly, but um, he had an amazing comeback performance uh, for the Packers in primetime. What was it? Sunday Night Football in week one. It was an amazing victory. We touched on it earlier. But uh, I think they're around two-point favorites here against Minnesota. They're assuming that he will play this game. Um, He did say he will play, but, yeah, with the question mark, there's not much data to go off for your uh, model. Is that correct, uh, Daryl? Yeah, we have this one offline at the moment. Um, we'll just wait for further information, I think, before we put out a projection on that one. Yeah, I'm looking around at various sites, and a lot of sites have, have taken that game down. Um, I took Minnesota plus two and at the money line before it went down, and it's going to be one of my plays this week because I think once Aaron Rodgers does get confirmed, it'll probably jump back up. Um, it may have moved a point or two, but I didn't didn't understand why Minnesota were plus two. I understand it is at Lambeau Field, but this is definitely one of my plays this week. Um, the Vikings are 5-0 and straight up in their last five games against divisional opponents. They're 4-1 and straight up and against the spread in their last five games against the Packers. And they're 2-1 and straight up and against the spread in their last three trips uh, to Lambeau. So I do think the uh, Vikings are a great play. Um, and the Packers, you know, even if Rodgers plays, he's not going to be 100% and he's not going to find himself being able to come back um, and have an impressive comeback victory against this Vikings team, which was is much stronger than the Bears across the board. Cousins played really well on his debut. Uh, he's not going to you know wilt in the fourth quarter, and this D line's just going to swarm Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I I'm staying away because just I don't want to bet against Aaron Rodgers after what he did. I just I'd feel like an idiot. And then <laughs> yeah, I just think that you know it's like even if you're comfortable and you think you know a team might beat the Patriots, you think you'd rather. You'd rather go down betting on the Patriots than 
betting on the under, yeah, betting, betting against, against them. them. It's the same. This what you did last week. Yeah, yeah. it's the same. Uh, yeah, exactly. So I'm an idiot, and I would have had a perfect week if I went the other way. So yep. I'm treating Aaron Rodgers like the Patriots. Yeah, no, I understand that, but I just think that price seems a bit too crazy for my liking. Uh, moving on, another game that's down at the moment, and that is the Houston Texans at the Tennessee Titans. Uh, there's no line, no total, no nothing. Uh, yeah, because of Marcus Mariota. Yeah. Um, to be honest though, I still like Houston in this spot. I think if the, if the line comes out and it's lower than seven, I like Houston. Okay. Uh, obviously no projection from Stats Insider, uh, given no line or total. (laughs) No, keep an eye out on the website later in the week. (laughs) Yeah. So definitely those two games, please keep an eye out. Yeah. On the website, as Daryl said, and we'll uh, have our expert previews and, and share some more thoughts and data about those games in depth, uh, from our point of view. And you'll see all of the number cr- numbers crunched and the uh, sunglasses emojis and whatnot oh, from yeah. uh, the model's point of view. Uh, moving on, Kansas City at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh minus five, uh, despite tying with Cleveland. Uh, their favorites at home against the Kansas City Chiefs. The total is 52 and a half. It has moved at some places, but you can get 52 and a half out there. Uh, I like the over 52 and a half here. Um, I've got no player on the line, um, Pitt, but Pittsburgh have historically owned Kansas City in the past. But I think this is the perfect game. This is the reason Andy Reid dumped Alex Smith and went with Patrick Mahomes. You know, since taking over the Chiefs in 2013, Reid's, play, Reid's faced the Steelers five times and has only managed 15.6 points in those games with Alex Smith and has, and has lost all of those. Um, so Mahomes definitely will not play it safe. We saw last week that he just doesn't play safe at all. He's uh, going to have some big plays, and I'm sure he'll have some mistakes as well, and they'll come. And I just think that the Pittsburgh Steelers, despite a lackluster performance in horrible weather conditions, they're much stronger at home. Ben's much stronger at home, and he'll want to play better than he did last week. So I think there'll be plenty of points, and the total's gone over in nine of Kansas City's last 12 games on the road. There you go. You covered everything. I'm I'm the same. I'm also going over. But you, what else? What else can I yeah. say? You, you Mahomes like, looks good. Yeah, and Tyreek Hill, I think, is just perfect. Yeah, we said last week. Mahomes. We said last week that Andy Reid must have been comfortable to move on from Alex Smith because he knew what he had in Mahomes, and Mahomes just carved it up last week. Yeah, Alex Smith played well last week as well, but you saw you saw why he went with Mahomes. Yeah, yep. plus he was cheaper. <laughs> Definitely much cheaper. Uh, nothing from you, I'm assuming. Um, so we have Pittsburgh winning that by six, so it's a bit close on the line. Um, I think we had over when this one first came out. I think it came out at 49 and a half. I think when we first went up, it was 50, 50 and a half, um, 52 and a half, 53. I think we're probably past, but I am leaning towards the over on that one as well. There we go. Uh, that might be the uh, potential lock. We'll, we'll, we'll double back. If we're all in agreements there. It's the probably the first one of the week. Um, all right, moving on. Phil- Philadelphia, your Eagles, mm-hmm. ugly in victory, but mm-hmm. uh, they're three point favorites on the road against probably the team of week one, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Never thought I'd say. By that. By the way, cutting just going back to that, never had the scoreline ever in history been forty eight to forty. Yeah, that was crazy. We had a score gummy. School gummy. One of the great Twitter accounts uh, recommend that. Anyway. Um, yes, yeah, so the total is 44 there. Philly three-point favorites on the road. What's the models? Are the models doubling down on the Bucks? You're insane. Yeah. 
we got a Philly fan in the office as well, so we won't like this one. But yeah, we we got the we got the Eagles winning by one, but mm. basically at three or three and a half, we'd be on the Bucks, and we'd be on the Bucks money line as well. Wow. Cool, feeling frisky. Um, I I like Philly in this spot. Um, we've seen time and time again that Fitzmagic shows his magic. You see Fitzmagic, and then you see Fitz crap. tragic. <laughs> Fitz tragic. Um, yeah, I think I don't know. I'm I'm cautious that you know cautiously optimistic that Philly will just obviously hold up Fitzpatrick in a way that the Saints couldn't get close to. Yep. But um. I don't know. I, I like Philadelphia in this spot. I really do. I think they're going to, they're, they'll realize that they can't rely on the RPO and Foles and that they're going to run the ball a lot more with JJ. He'll look good. Yep. He'll look good in week one. And yeah, I think Tampa will, will regress. I don't, I don't think they'll nearly get as much time and space to be able to throw downfield like they did. Yeah. I have a hard time seeing Philly's defense leak 48 points like the Saints. I know yep. it happened in the Super Bowl, but that's Tom Brady. He's a little bit different to, to Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, and, uh, you know, if Tampa lost that game like we all expected, this line would probably be, what, five and a half, four and a half? Possibly, yeah. Um, so you're getting a little bit of value there with, with Philly minus three. Um, I am a little bit concerned about Foles, who wasn't great last week, um, but Vernon Hargraves is, looks like he'll be out for yeah. Tampa Bay this week, so there's a, an edge there. Possibly season. Yeah, which is, is massive. Um, all right, so is that one of your plays this week, Josh? It is. I yeah. like it a lot. There we I go. I like it a lot. <laughs> Cleveland at New Orleans. Cleveland off to their best start since 2004 with a 0-0-1 record. I love that stat this week. Uh, they're 8.5-point dogs on the road um, against the Saints. The total is set there at 50, flat 50. Um, I'm out. You're out? Confuses me. I don't know. I don't know how to read into a performance like that by the Saints. I'm not sure. They were bad last week in week one. I remember Sam Bradford went ham against them, and you got Ryan Fitzpatrick now doing the same. But they turned it around eventually. They were bad in week two, but they played the Pat, played the Pats. It's a little bit different. Um, you're encouraged by the Browns, though, I'm, I'm assuming, Daryl. Yeah, we like the Browns. Um, we've got probably like New Orleans winning this by six. Um, I'm just having a quick look at the odds board now, and I can see tens appearing in places. Uh, you can get plus ten, minus one fifteen. Oh wow! Uh, what's what's that? Dollar eighty-seven. So um, yeah, Cleveland plus ten. I have a decent bet on, and the money line that goes with that, I'm sure, is attractive as well. Wow, I can't believe that's moved to point and a half in a day. Yeah, that that ten is a key number in NFL, so uh, that could be a, an advantage there on Cleveland. So. One to watch from a model perspective there. Uh, Miami plus three now um, on the road against the Jets. The total is 44. Uh, the Jets were one of your plays last week. You're doubling down, Josh. I am. I like the Jets. Um, I think they were, I said last week that Donald would come out and show that, you know, he's he's one of the most polished rookie quarterbacks to just join the league for a while. Yep. And I think their defense was sneaky underrated, and they, you know, they did. They turned up, and I, I'm doubling down. Miami looked not that great. It's hard to I, read I know that because, game because of the it was, weather. It was the, the longest delays. game in history, yep. but it's <laughs> it like was, a John Isner tennis match. Yeah, mate. The Jets look the Jets look good to me. They they've got some wide receivers that you know can turn it on. Um, and yeah, Nunwa came back yeah, from good. from 2017 was the last yep. time we saw him. So yeah, no, he looked good. All right, uh, I'm a clearing avoid. Like, Donald was good, and they were impressive, but the lines were awful in all facets of the game. They looked underdone, underprepared. 
basic. Apparently, the Jets knew what formations are lining up in because they just lacked creativity, um, and that doesn't surprise me at all. I was uninspired by the Matt Patricia hiring, um, and that makes a lot of sense. So I'm I'm avoiding it, and it's hard to read into Miami with the gritting conditions and the weather. Yeah, um, and, and Mariota getting injured, but uh, plus three could be value though, Daryl. You think? Yeah. I- Maybe it's not enough for us to bet it. I mean, this opened a, a Hickam game yeah. and it's, it's minus three. Is it the model's favorite team, Miami? Is it? I think it's Tampa. Tampa, maybe. <laughs> Anything in Florida. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, I'd have trouble laying the minus three, you knowing an open pick. Um, plus three and a half, I think, might just cross the threshold into a kind of orange smiley on Sets Insider. Um, <laughs> but yeah, nothing, nothing for me at this stage. Yeah, what is that emoji, the orange? Is it just a hesitant smile? Like, yeah, it's a hesitant smile. It's a smirk. Yeah, um, it's a bit of a gauging game. So we're still trying to learn a bit on the NFL and the college football side, kind of what thresholds um, are optimal from the betting perspective. So yep. on NOL and AFL, and orange is kind of, you know, we like this side. We'd have a small bet on it. Wouldn't be going full whack on it. Yep. Um, on college football and NFL, we're mostly sticking in the orange territory at the moment, so there might be a case for tweaking those thresholds as we get further into the season. But, yeah, I think officially it's called Don't Hate It. Okay, there we go. Nice. Don't hate it. Uh, all right, Detroit at San Fran. San Fran are five-and-a-half-point favorites. The total is 48. Uh, again, um, it's hard to read into, into Detroit last week. They were awful. They can't be much worse. Um, this week and San Fran, um, despite Jimmy Garoppolo throwing three interceptions, weren't weren't nearly as bad as many thought. I think it's gonna it's it's gonna be tough for a lot of people to play um, on the road at Minnesota with their defense. Um, Minnesota's defense was superb. I touched on that before when I was talking them up as a play. Um, you're an avoid as well, Josh. Yeah, I'm touching it um, pretty much as you covered it. It's hard to read into Detroit at the moment because Stafford also played bad, so we don't know how. You know, if is this week is he going to play better and put on more points or yep. or what? So I'm just I'm out of it. It opened minus three, and I was interested at San Fran, and then uh, it quickly just moved too fast for me to even bother making a play. Um, that five and a half seems a touch high. Yep. Yeah, I, I'm. Yeah, as you say, moved minus three to minus six now in places. If it got to seven, I might be interested in Detroit at three. I'd have been interested in San Francisco, but firmly no bet territory at the moment. Yeah, feels like a lot of those this week in that what they call the Vegas zone, which is the four and a half, five and a half point range. Um, yep. All right, Arizona at Los Angeles Rams. Rams are now thirteen or twelve and a half, depending where you look. Uh, Favorites uh, against the Cardinals. Yeah, flat thirteen at some places now. Uh, total set at forty-five. It seems very high, um, but I expect the Rams to not start as slow. Remember, they didn't play a lot of their starters at all through the entire preseason. So that first half was a little bit of them finding their feet, and and you could tell. But then the minute that second half started, they looked like uh, one of the best teams in the league and just took over that match and and easily disposed of the Raiders. So um, I expect them to win. Uh, I think I'll, if I can get 12.5 somewhere, I might take it here. Um, They're the number one ranked team on ESPN's FPI ratings and Arizona are 31st so that's that's a that's a decent gap there uh for me yeah um I also like the Rams um Goff didn't play in the preseason so it took him a while to get started in the game and then once once he uh once they got on a roll they just you know continued to steamroll Oakland yep um yeah no I I like him I think two touchdowns is fine I think they can win by that 
And I don't know. It's you always. It's similar to uh, Fitzpatrick in a way where you don't know what you're going to get. Sam Bradford might come out and just play it safe and be a consistent, you know, looking for Fitzpatrick constantly, that kind of thing. But Fitzgerald, you mean? Fitzgerald. Well, yeah. I see. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Too many Fitzes. Too many. Oh yeah. my god. Um. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. uh, I, I just think the Rams have got what it takes across the board. Yeah, and definitely not strength interior offensive line for the Cardinals as opposed to the Raiders. So sure. Donald and Sue should be in Bradford's face constantly. So yep. definitely think that could be a bet. Um, I'm assuming with lines that high, normally you are probably an avoid from a model perspective. Yeah, we'd be generally an avoid or an underdog play, and it's definitely an avoid in this case. We don't really like Arizona. The line movement on this one's interesting. It's gone from kind of a minus 10.5, 11 open to... And what's out there now are 12s, 12.5s, 13s. There's one 13.5 I can see. Um, but the total has gone the other way. So it's gone down from 47 to 45. Mm. Um, we liked the under 47 early. Um, we still lean towards under, I think, at the 45.5-ish that's kind of out there now. Um, yeah, if that total went back up, I'd have a lot of interest in that. Um, yep. But yeah, a pass at the moment. There we go. Uh, New England Patriots travelled down to Florida. Um, and they're two-point favorites against the Jags in an AFC Championship rematch, and the total is 45, flat 45. Uh, yeah, New New England minus two looks good here, but I am hesitant a little bit. The team's missing Dion Lewis, Brandon Cooks, and Amendola, um, who were all on the team last year when they won 24-20, but Blake Bortles was really, really bad in week one. Um Chin scratchingly bad, like they haven't addressed that issue at all. And I think New England's defense looked a lot, a lot stronger, Josh. Yeah, their uh, their pressure on the defensive line, I wasn't expecting to be as good. Mm. And yeah, they turned it on. I'm I'm away from this game because it's st- it's still the Jags, and this defense yeah. can still turn up and keep it close. So I would I would lean towards Patriots at home, but yeah, well, it's yeah, well they're not at home. Oh, yeah, wait, are they in Jags. They're they're on the road. Yeah. Damn. So makes it tough. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's the model? What's the model think? Um, so we have Patriots covering minus two in fifty-seven percent of simulations. So um, small bet on Patriots minus two there. Um, line movement-wise, as say it's gone pick to minus two. It's maybe a minus one just about stood out there. Um, so maybe one to bet now if you do like the Patriots. Yeah, I I don't know if it'll go further than three. Um. I just can't see that happening unless there's a major yeah. injury. But you don't want to be giving up three either, really. No, exactly. No. Odell put up points, put up yards, but Jalen held him out of the end zone. Yeah, they did well. Eli was really, really iffy as well. He was just... Meh. He was average. Yeah, he was, he was Eli. Average <laughs> yeah, he was exactly Eli. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Oakland at Denver. Denver are now, I think, five and a half. I'll just double check that because they're all moving all over the place today. Uh, Denver minus five and a half point favorites at home to the Raiders on a short week. Um, they traveled a mile high. The total is 46. Um, I did like Denver, but this is another one that moved pretty quickly. Um, I just, you know, a team traveling on a short week up in mile high, I feel like um, that gives you kind of a one or two point advantage and I think Denver are a better team. I was encouraged by Oakland's offense in the first half, but um it sort of petered out um later on and Derek Carr was just awful. Yep. Um yeah, no, Carr was not good at all. Um yeah, I'm staying clear of this game only because I don't know what to I Denver looked okay. Yep. Denver looked okay and I don't know what to take out of 
Oakland just yet. I just, I just want to see one more game, whether or not I'm completely off them or not. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, we can't bet on every game, so you know, just pick your pick your battles there, pick your and, and, and hopefully Oakland are as bad as we hope, because um, <laughs> I'm on them under on every team total possible. So that's uh, it's, it's off to a good start. Uh, what's the model think? This one only just sort of loaded up today. I remember looking yesterday and it was down because I think they take a while after uh, Monday Night Football. Yeah, Monday Night Football and especially the two Monday Night Football games this week pushed us back a little bit. But yeah, um, nothing on this at the moment. We're kind of very small lean to the under, but again, within the realm of the bigger-ish, so I just pass. Yep. Cool. Uh, all right, moving on. Sunday night football game. The Giants traveled to Texas to take on the Cowboys. The Cowboys are three-point favorites, um, and the total is set at 42-and-a-half. Um, Giants plus three is very tempting just because Odell looked this good. This the They're same deep. as last week. Yeah. I mean, Jags were, Jags were uh, minus three as well. Yep. And... Is this defense of Dallas anywhere near as good as the Jags? No. So then you look at it that way and you think... Oh, sure. Sure, yeah. right? Because it was only five points but for difference. Get, but Dak could play much better than Blake. Sure. So, but he didn't. That The Dallas offense was... That was one of the most underwhelming starts to a season I've seen but in a long time. But last week I said, where are they going to... When we were doing the overs and unders, I said, yeah. where are they going to score their points? Yeah. And they... It it wait it took to the fourth yeah. quarter to score any points and it was eight yeah. like and that's they re- it. they really struggled without um Travis Frederick in the middle that that O line is not as good as as it's not a top five unit anymore it's not a strength anymore so um I'm avoiding but Giants plus three is tempting if it gets to three and a half I'm all on it yep Daryl uh, no interest in this one really and um, we're pretty much in line with the market. yeah it'll be a crap game <laughs> <laughs> it's probably the yeah, it's probably the worst prime time game of the season so far it's not going to be fun at all. Um, well, right. usually it'd be a ripper. Yeah, probably. Uh, all right. Uh, Seattle at Chicago, the Monday night football game. This one I'm a little bit more interested in. Um, I want to watch punting god Michael Dixon um, play in prime time and get all the accolades he deserves. But Chicago are three and a half point favorites. Uh, the total is 43 and a half. Uh, yeah, I, I liked it at minus three Chicago, but he quickly went to three and a half and I, I backed out. Um, the lack of D- Doug Baldwin will make things particularly tough for Russell Wilson and their O-line as well. I think Khalil Mack could have a field day in what will be his second game of football this season. So it's, it's insane. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I'm very tempted to go Chicago. Um, but yeah, I'm staying out of it. That second half just, uh, yeah. Trubisky only throws it to one side of the field. He doesn't like to throw on the left hand side of the field, which is a concern. Yep. Um, you just put El Thomas on the right-hand side of the field <laughs> and say, good luck, beat me down the left. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to avoid this game. Uh, Daryl, uh, any thoughts from you? What was the figure? Something like one in 100, first time in 110 times that Packers have come back from that far behind or something ridiculous? Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was, it was an insane stat, I think. it was. Yeah, I think it was something like that, one in 111 times or something. Yeah. Um, I can't be having the Bears after that, to be honest, but luckily neither can the model because um, I just... <laughs> Do what the model tells me. Yep. But yeah, Seattle plus three and a half. Um, I think this one's actually coming back a little bit towards three. So I've actually bet the three and a half this afternoon um, in case it does go all the way back towards three. Um, yeah, Seattle plus three and a half is one of the model's more keen bets this week. Um, Seattle money line. And I have some interest in the under if it crosses back over 44. So 44 and a half under. Okay, cool. There we go. So that looks like a good game from a betting perspective. 
uh, from the model there. Um, and there's plenty of days left before that one for plenty of movement and uh, and shifts and, and player outs and, and things that will definitely change things up a little bit. Um, looking back across the board, um, there's nothing really strong from a lock of the week, but I guess... I guess we're we, going that over. I think we're all kind of leaning that over, only if Daryl's in. I know me and you are in, but I don't want to lock things up if Daryl's not um, 100% keen on it. Because as he said, he just hey, follows the model. If, hey, if you're super confident in the Bucks and Dolphins again, we'll we'll back you 100%. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he, he said he just gets bossed around by a model. I wish I got bossed around by a model. It's well, pretty fun. Essentially, he is our model. <laughs> yeah. So are you keen to lock it up? Yeah, let's go with the total. I think that's the best. Yes, um, Daryl. Yes. Love it. Love you it. You watch. It'll be a 10 to 13. Game. Oh, yeah. It'll be, uh, and <laughs> we if it need... lands on 51, I won't be happy. No, exactly. Because <laughs> that's exactly what the model has it as. Uh, we need to mention as well that there is a hurricane off the coast of uh, the state. So just keep an eye on any weather. It's already cancelled a couple of college football games. If it's anywhere games. near Pittsburgh... Yeah, yeah. No, no, I think it, think it's okay NFL-wise. It was, it's just worth keeping an eye out. We've got a couple of games in Florida, none in Carolina with Carolina playing Atlanta, but um, Jacksonville um, and Tampa Bay uh, are games in Florida. So just keep an eye out for the weather in regards to that hurricane. As I said, a few college games have been cancelled. Cool. Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, Daryl, good luck in uh, week two, and uh, we'll... Uh, We'll be back for week three, and we'll speak to you tomorrow for DFS. If you're listening, please check that out as well if you're keen to play some DraftKings, Moneyball, and Draft Stars. Yeah, the DFS one should be fun. So some interesting results week one. We didn't quite obviously get the podcast out because the platforms are being so slow. But, (laughs) yeah, I had a first place at Moneyball and second place at Draft Stars. So nice weekend. Good start for the cruncher. Of course you did. Yeah. Of course you did. (laughs) Cruncher and and, then the stats inside are just killing it. So awesome start to the NFL season. We we, we can't wait and uh, we'll, uh, we'll speak tomorrow.